Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Guest Thursday, and uh, we have very special guest, uh, uh, John and Faith uh, Ferris. They, uh, John is the son of uh, Rick and Kelly Ferris, um, and these are uh, young marrieds and have been walking with God and learning abiding, and uh, it's going to be a real joy to hear their story, which uh, we know one thing about your life, guys. It's not boring. <laughs> <laughs> Great uh, to have you guys on here. Where, Great uh, to be here. Where are you? Where are you guys uh, living right now? Where are you guys? Uh, we live in North Kingstown, Rhode Island, um, just about five minutes up the street from my parents, which is great. Um, beautiful little town, New England living. <laughs> I hear you. You guys were just here recently. I wish we we could have gotten together, but maybe not the next trip. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We had a great time there in Newport. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, you get to, uh, I'm assuming you get to go out on your dad's boat once in a while. And... Yes. Very <laughs> nice. And enjoy the beautiful ocean and feel like you're a tiny little, feel really God's majesty when you're in the ocean. You're like, wow, the earth is huge. This is beautiful creation that we get to enjoy every day and <sighs> take it all in. Yep. And uh, tell us just briefly, uh, how many years have been married? And, and you have uh, children now. Uh, what, tell us about that. We do. We do. We actually just celebrated our four-year anniversary yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so four years marriage, four years jam-packed with um, a whole bunch of blessings and, uh, and trials. Um, we have a beautiful three-year-old son and a one-and-a-half-year-old daughter um, who are, our son just started preschool at um, <laughs> small Christian school that uh, that I actually went to K through eight. Oh, no way. <laughs> so, yes, it's kind of a total flashback to the past and just awesome to, to be in those halls again and drop him off and know that prayed for by his teachers um, so here's a question any of your old teachers still there there are three of them that are still there that are better they're on 26 so, years so are they going to be excited to see another ferris come up or are they going to be dreading when he walks in the door <laughs> maybe a little bit of both <laughs> they were all very excited to see me you know that you you of course grow up, grow up a lot. I definitely yes. give my teachers a run for their money, but um. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, well, let's first of all start with uh, sharing uh, how you each came to know Christ. So, uh, 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 Faith, why don't we start with you and and uh, tell us your journey in terms of coming to know to know Christ. Yeah, so I was raised in a church of Christ. Um, my mom was really good at taking me to church and um, immersing me in the, that church family to where 
they truly were like family to us. It wasn't just like a place that we went on Sundays and Wednesdays. We got together with people and I was really, really blessed to have that church family growing up um, because whenever I strayed in my teenage years, um, for example, one of those ladies had a journal where she prayed for me every single day. Mm. Oh, and sweet. Yeah, I truly, truly believe that, um, like the power of prayer and the power of all those people at my home church, I'm halfway across the country, but they're still fervent in their prayers for me. And I feel as if God's family everywhere I've moved um, has just gotten so big to where any, anywhere I go, I know that somebody has prayed for me this week. And I don't know, I, it's just, I I will always remember my home church. Um, so I had a very, very nice home church growing up, but I did stray in my teenage years. And around 20, um, I was, I had moved to Florida by myself and um, I, I just felt God's presence unlike any other, um, and him wanting me to come back to him and go to church on my own without, without knowing that, oh, my whole church of Christ family is going to be like, where's faith? Or my mom's going to be like, where's faith? It got to be my own choice to go to church and seek that out. And so I chose to get rebaptized when I was 20 and I had found my faith on my own um mm -hmm. with the help of a new church family of course <laughs> in Florida who were absolutely amazing and still are amazing but yeah so definitely straight and and came back on more on fire than ever and I really have a relationship now with God to where we talk throughout the day and abiding the book has really helped me realize um, that it, it's just about staying close to him and staying in contact with mm -hmm. him and, and having that relationship. And I fully, I fully understand that now that I've found my faith on my own. Yeah. So when, when you, uh, were 20, were you now, were you in college then or what, where were you there? No. So I had, I had started going to college in Oklahoma, but it, I just wasn't in the right mindset to hunker down and learn. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was from a very rough hometown. A lot of people on drugs. A lot of my family were addicted to very hard drugs. So, mm. you know, I just had to make the choice for myself to get out of Oklahoma and see what else was out there because my small town, it became my whole world. And yeah. I needed to see that. Mm there could be more out there than yeah. just yeah. what I have. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, that's a great story. Uh, John, how about you? How did you come to know Christ? Yeah, so similar to Faith, I was raised in, in the church with, of course, my, my parents, a small Christian school from kindergarten through eighth grade, um, you know, involved in youth group, involved in the church, and going to, to church weekly. And, um, you know, similarly, high school years hit and, your thought process starts to change and you are starting to become an independent thinker and you want to start testing the boundaries of 
what is out there, what is things. So, you know, I, I definitely straight also, I went to my freshman year of college after high school at Liberty university, yep. uh, which was, which was awesome. And definitely re-engaged me in my relationship with him and being around all those students, but I wasn't, um, I definitely was not mature enough or ready enough to be in college at that point. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I don't know if anybody knows anything about Liberty's campus, but it is one of the most beautiful campuses in the country with activities that you can do all day long and not even go to class and go to <laughs> they have a, an astroturf fake ski park and I've played lacrosse and on the lacrosse team so there was just distractions everywhere um so I did one year there and then you know we're reassessed and okay maybe you know I should take a, a year or two off or three or whatnot and so I ended up moving back home um and those were some tough, some tough years. I was home for three years um, in a relationship with a, a girl at the time who was basically an atheist. Um, and that was really hard on me because my heart was still in Christ. And, you know, and you're just kind of trying to battle that as a young person. Um, and so I remember one day my parents had just started going to a new church um and they had were inviting me down because I had known the pastor from for a really long time he was only a few years older than me he was a substitute PE teacher for me at the school he gave me some tennis mm -hmm. lessons and stuff like that when I was younger um and we always had a really good relationship so um I remember waking up and, and just driving down um to that church for the first time in a long in probably the entire three years that I was back from Liberty um and one of those sermons that God was literally preaching right to me, right to mm. my face, broke down in, in tears after the service with the pastor, met with him literally the next morning, Monday morning, first thing for coffee, because I just felt so um, afflicted by, you know, of course, God's presence and, and not living my life aligned with him when you kind of have that moment where you hit that rock bottom. Um and so he challenged me, of course, to break ties with the atheist girlfriend, basically, um, which I did. And then immediately, basically, God's blessings started opening doors mm -hmm. and, and pouring back upon me, which is just such so beautiful of, of how he so cool. does that. He sees your heart turning back towards him, and he really wants to give you those covenant blessings, those abundant right. blessings. And he wants you to live in that life and be in that. Um, so literally probably, um, you know, a week or two after that, I got a call from my, um, goalie at the lacrosse team at Liberty who had already graduated and was starting at a new school in North Carolina. They had scholarship money. It was a new program. And he was, and he invited me to come back down and play lacrosse again. Mm. Um, so that's where I finished, went back, packed up, um, mm. and, you know, of, of course had my new new again relationship in Christ kind of as a young adult really officially that was that's when I'd say my my um you know my my real relationship with him started mm -hmm. of course you know I said the prayer in second grade and got baptized in maybe fourth or something like that but you you really develop so much when you kind of hit those teen years and you start to have your own independent thought process and okay what what is this and how does this work and is this something that was just kind of forced upon me or where what is my relationship with god look like 
Um, and then I met Rich Cachero, who mm-hmm. has been Good. an incredible blessing in both of our lives, um, in our marriage and in our life. And um, I think I did my first abiding with him probably seven years ago now. And we still talk every Tuesday morning. We've gone through a handful of your amazing studies um, that have really just helped us through our, our marriage, our life, our own personal lives, and our own relationship um, with Christ. So. Yeah, beautiful. Are you? Uh, uh, I know you're a great uh, lacrosse player. Do you still play at all, uh, club level? Yeah, I do. I, oh, that's I, great. I play in a, an immense over 30 league up here and there's some pick up <laughs> some pick up lacrosse with the same guys um and then uh yeah i actually just took jack up this weekend to the professional lacrosse at gillette stadium yeah and got him first stick and <laughs> catch yesterday and yeah it's so much fun that's great what uh what uh position do you play uh on the team um, I played attack, so so forward attack, and I my specific position was X, so that's behind the goal. So you're kind of like the quarterback back yeah. there. Yeah, uh, cool. That's great. That'd be fun to yeah. watch sometime. Well, tell us, um, uh, so now you two are uh, believers uh, starting to walk with God. How did you meet each other um, and go through your dating process and then uh, wind up getting married? Tell us about that. So whenever I was living in Florida, I found out about this camp called Summit in Colorado. Um, it's in Manitou Falls and it it's just about like how to defend your faith. And um, it, it just gives you a lot of practical applications in today's world aimed at people that were my age at the time, like 18 to 22. And um, just gives you a place to go and meet other Christians and cement that faith. Well. I felt called like no other to go to this camp. (laughs) So I'm in Florida. My church helps me save up money. I'm saving up all my money. I go to this camp and like, it's almost a two week camp. So near the end of it, they have like their sponsors come in and different schools come in and talk about their programs. It's kind of like advertising in a way, but (laughs) (laughs) there there was a program there um called create ed created but it was like create ed so they were a philosophical socratical type school where um they didn't have any true credits college credits but you could go to this school and it helped expand your way of thinking um it it was based in north carolina and Mm. They were situated on a YMCA campus in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So it was absolutely beautiful. Yes, (laughs) beautiful. And it was um, community style living where you're just around God's people and you learn together and you live together and you learn how to do life together, really. Um, So I'm at this camp and I feel incredibly called to this school. I have no idea why. I'm just like, okay, God, I hear you loud and clear. So I traveled back home to Florida after that camp. And I start crunching some numbers. And I realize I'm going to have to save up a whole bunch of money in order to go to this Mm -hmm. creative school. So I cancel my lease. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave here in January, because that's when the next semester starts at the school. 
I'm just going to walk in faith and I'm going to save up all my money and see what happens. So in December, I get a call from the school and they're like, hey, so we actually didn't have enough students sign up this year. We're just going to cancel the semester. <laughs> I was like, hey, I canceled my whole life for this. Like, I have nowhere to live. I have nowhere to go. I told my job I'm quitting and I'm moving up to North Carolina. So what do you think I should do? <laughs> and they're, they're like, well, we do have a staff position opening in our office. And we could house you and you could get paid to work and save up money until the next semester. So I said, okay, that sounds like a great option. Let's do that. <laughs> so I, I did just that. I traveled up there. I knew nobody. And I started working at that school. And I started to make friends with the people there. Um, one, of, uh, one of my friends there, his name was Derek, and he loved to play lacrosse, but our school, of course, didn't have a lacrosse team. So he got in touch with John's lacrosse team at um, Montreal, Montreal College, College yeah. where John played lacrosse. And my friend Derek would just practice with them and play with them. And my friend Derek played the drums and John played the guitar. So once they learned that about each other, they formed a little house band. And <laughs> so then I would get invited over to the house band nights and I would just watch them play music, listen. And No, the first time that she came over when we were having a little jam, I was like, who is that? And then, you know, our, our friendship formed and our we just started hanging out and really becoming friends first and really just spending a whole bunch of time together exploring the mountains down there going on hikes playing music kind of finishing up the there was my or was about to going into my last year um and so I mean we we started dating really slow we really became friends first and then kind of that fire built up inside and then we you know talked about it and we started dating ser more seriously and then um when I we were coming to the end of my senior year it was a big transition it was okay what are we going to do what are um you know I love this girl I want to be with this girl but I don't know what's gonna go on or what's happening or what God, what do you have for me, right? Mm -hmm. So what did I start doing? Abiding and journaling it out and writing down all my fears. And when I actually started journaling out, mm, like good. what's going to happen and hey, God, do you have it in your will for us to get married? And when you <laughs> actually start, you know, that always sounds like a great thing. Every you're all on fire with love and like yes marriage. <laughs> and you sit down for a minute and you start writing it out and you're like whoa marriage <laughs> what you have before me right now god like i thought that was definitely going to be a few years down the road or something mm. um and so yes I, I started journaling i still remember the exact moment i was sitting in my bedroom and i was journaling and i definitely still have the journal and mm. was kind of getting into a human dark head spin of whoa just scribbling it down and i audibly heard god's voice just say yes faith mm. 
Wow. Um, and so I literally just dropped my journal and I, you know, fell on my knees, prayed and, and felt an incredible peace and went and got a ring and hmm. asked her to marry me. <laughs> that is so beautiful. And, and I so just want to highlight. Go ahead, oh, Kathy, go ahead. I know you have more story, but I just want to highlight um, something, this thread that we're hearing throughout both of your entire testimony here of your stories is God calling you to something and you being willing to say yes, despite all logic. And then Ooh. after the step of faith, without faith, yeah. it's impossible to please God. Yeah. After the step of faith, him just abundantly blessing all of all of what you're doing and showing you, hey, I just ask you to step out. Now watch me be God. Amen. And and your yes, like I'm just hearing this beautiful theme of yes from the two of you, which is just fun to hear. I just wanted to highlight that. Yes, everybody thought that I was crazy. Like you're gonna move from Florida to North right. Carolina to work at this school that you know nothing about. Like, is this even real school? <laughs> my mom, even my mom, was so like, mm -hmm. "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a huge step of faith, but I mm -hmm. had to remind her what my name was like mom you named right. me like, uh, our yeah. name come into play so much in our life and I just truly truly feel like you said that God was asking us to step mm -hmm. out in faith yep. yeah so and they beautiful. and you uh so uh from the time you met how long did you date before you got married so we met in January and on my birthday in April was the first night that we got to hang out without any of my friends. So <laughs> that was the night where we kind of looked at each other like, oh, you, you might like me, you know, I'm not like, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, after that, we just hung out every single day. Like we did not miss a day. Nice. <laughs> every single day we hung out after that. And like, he knew that I, I wanted to be celibate until we were married. And that was a big deal for us in our dating journey. I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to date me. He's, he's like, no, it's not going to happen. But he was so um, just patient and on the same page with me that there was no way that I could ignore that and think that that was normal of any man our age um so that summer he went back to Rhode Island for a little bit because his school year was over and I actually came up with him and we had a nice Rhode Island summer I had never been up here and after that the next school year we got engaged in um December we got engaged on Christmas mm. so wow. it was it was almost a year from meeting that we got engaged but yeah. once we knew we just knew and it was kind of funny to know that early on and just be like okay well let's like get to know each other first you know <laughs> like, but, which was part of my just anxious abiding yeah because you know, it really wasn't that long I had both of us had been in longer relationships prior mm -hmm. um and so you know it was like wow this is this is kind of quick god really is it and like i said when he had audible voice in my head and okay i trust you yeah yes yeah it's a it's a neat uh you know again a, a great example of um how god works 
to <laughs> fulfill his his greater purpose, which obviously was to get you guys together at the same place. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, you know, get married, have children and, you know, now off on your, your journey of life uh, by you, you know, learning to abide here, follow um, and receive the grand life. So it's a it's it's remarkable, really, that you both had that element of trust as you went through it. And then uh, you talked about abiding and what that looks like. So um, we thank you so much for sharing uh, the setup. We're going to have you back next week and we'd like you to talk about um, your abiding process, uh, discerning God's will. Uh, what does that really look like now that you've, you know, come together and learned that together and how you as a couple, you know, work toward unity and, you know, seeking God with uh, a basic element of faith <laughs> that, uh, and it's kind of cool, your mom did call you, God, name you that. Um, that's what, it, yeah. that, uh, that's what's required is uh, we have to, we have to walk by faith, you know, so it's going to be fun to, to hear. So thank you so much for sharing uh, just, just. We're so excited all by itself just to hear, hear God at work and you respond to God Absolutely. at work, you know, so it was quite fun. So we'll uh, we'll pick you up uh, again next time. And thank you so much for sharing. Yes, thanks, thanks, thanks for having us, everyone. And thank you. We'll look forward to hearing from you again next week. And thank you for joining us, everyone online. Um, be sure to tune in tomorrow for End Times Friday. And then again next Thursday to hear the rest of John and Faith's story. Yep. Have a great all day. Right. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.